0: To the Remarkable Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm Deidre Shen, founder and CEO of Cap Show, software that helps entrepreneurs turn their stories into content that converts. Now, we believe that every entrepreneur who has had to overcome their own internal struggles is remarkable. And it is this exact remarkability that needs to be shared so that they can positively impact the world. So stick around to the end of the show. We will reveal how you can be our next guest in 20 or 25 minutes. So let's go. Hi everyone, welcome back to the Remarkable Entrepreneur Podcast. I am so excited for this chat. I have Jad Burden with me from Asphalt, Asphalt Kingdom. I'm like I'm like such an Aussie. My R's are like, my A's are like R's. R's. Um, and I am so excited, as I said, I'm so excited to have this chat because Jad has built an amazing business and has such a great story moving gosh, to paradise. We were just having a a quick chat about this before. So I'm so excited to get into this chat. Welcome, Judd, to this podcast.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm excited to hopefully share some value and maybe help inspire some people to to take the step forward.
0: Yeah, I'm sure you will. Um, And on that, why don't you kick us off and tell us a little bit about, about your brand and what it is that you do and how you got there
1: yeah it's interesting you know when you think asphalt you don't think of what i'm about to say but our brand is about helping people actually achieve their dreams and experience freedom and it's uh asphalt kingdom is is a company that's we're an e-commerce company a sales and marketing agency essentially that sells asphalt maintenance equipment and supplies so things to repair cracks on parking lots on highways interstates driveways And then we also have the seal code machines that spray the black sealer down. And so we help people start their own service-based asphalt maintenance businesses. And then we have our internal coaching programs and everything to help scale them rapidly. So we're making, we're making basically, we're making service like blue collar really sexy again for the younger generations. And it's working really, really well. And so the purpose the purpose that I serve every day is to serve others and help people achieve the freedom they're looking for. Um, and it's a, it's an interesting, it's an interesting story. What, what, like from the time that I was a teenager to where I am now, it's been wild. And by the way, we're speaking about seven figure, we're, we're an eight figure company and rapidly growing. We're going to a hundred million the next three years. So it's, uh, that yeah. That is
0: incredible. Yeah. Okay. So let's get yeah. into that. I want to hear your story because it sounds like you have had quite the journey.
1: Yeah, so born Montreal, Canada. Um, born into an affluent family, grew up going through uh, private school. Was bullied through private school, um, you know, as as uh, in, uh, through my primary years, um, you know, six years old till about eight years old, um, and was bullied really, really bad. And I remember these these emotional footprints, and I remember always always wanting to wanting to figure out how how people could feel more love rather than hate. And so I went through that period of being bullied and knowing exactly what I want, wanted from the time I was very young. And it was to help people. Well I graduated high school and came out of high school. And I didn't want to go on to CGIP, which is like college in Canada. It's like two years of CGIP instead of um instead of like uh, like a grade 12. So we right. do two years of CGIP instead and then we move on to university. I didn't really want to go into that in, in back into school, um, grew up with tremendous ADHD, scattered, wild, you know. Mum Mum brought me in to see some doctors and doctors said, well just put him on Ritalin, he'll be fine. And Mum was like no, I'm not putting him on Ritalin. I'm going to let him, let him actually grow his superpowers. So my mother told me and taught me that ADHD was actually a superpower of mine. And so I grew up with that mentality. And so, so I went through high school, I graduated high school and then ended up in a relationship, met a girl, fell in love, you know, um, I was 16, just going on 17 and decided to move out at 17 years old and be independent thinking that I could Go out there and life would be easy. Well, obviously, at 17 years old, being out there on your own is not always an easy thing. And you have to, of course, be able to buy food and, you know, put gas in the car and those kind of things. And I ended up getting a job uh, as an integration aide. I started working with autistic children um, through my sister, who was connected in, in that field. And I ended up getting my, my real solid first job at Sunnydale Elementary School, where I was integrating um, a young a young boy who was 12 years old and integrating him into grade five and um his name was sammer and spent the year with him he was like my little brother and you know the teachers and and therapists all said that he wouldn't be able to read write he was severely autistic you know a plane would fly overhead and he would need to put a helmet on him so he wouldn't head bang. and. By the end of the school year, he knew how to write his name and he knew how to count and he knew how to find his home. If we're driving in the car, he used to spend some weekend, like weekend days to go like garage sale hunting with me and, um, grew very, very close school year finished. And Sammer ended up putting himself in a coma and dying. Um, and so it was like losing a little brother and it was traumatic for me because of what I had experienced. I was again, my, you know, from the time I was young, I was one to help people. And so, helping him to experience a whole new dimension of what everybody else said was not possible was now possible. And I knew that I had some kind of a some kind of a magic around my ability to touch people. And when I felt that magic, um, I I felt like when he passed that it was it was like it was something that I I needed to take a break from. And so I picked up a newspaper to look for a job. And of course, you know when I was being, being an integration aide, I was making about two hundred and thirty-eight dollars a week before taxes. So it wasn't a lot of money; it was a little bit of money, and I was okay with that. But I was ready to move on to something different and make some more money. Well, I ended up looking in the newspaper at a uh, classified there was a job job board on the in the Montreal Gazette, and it said. Grizzly super sealant sales position available. Uh, make five hundred plus dollars a day, and I'm like, Ooh. <laughs> and you know, <laughs> growing up when I was young, I used to do you know the fundraising like telethon of stars and up in Canada, Terry Fox um, fundraisers and that kind of stuff. And I was always the guy that ended up with the ghetto blaster on stage in the gym, you know, like or the rollerblades as the prize, as the as fund you know, general, fundraising the most amount of, amount of money for the purpose. So I knew that I had some sales in me naturally, kind of. And I think that stems from my father, but I ended up, uh, ended up going in for an interview at Buffalo Bill's chicken wings, uh, in the West Island of Montreal. And this guy pulls up this is where we're going to meet. This guy pulls up in like a brand new Dodge stealth, like a twin turbo, this fancy sports car. And he comes out and he's got a brown leather belt on and blue jeans and a collared black shirt. And he comes in all Rico Suave and he rolls into Buffalo Bills and he he looks at me and he I was the only person in there. And he said, are you Judd? And I said, yeah. And he goes, hop in my car. And I'm like, let's go. I hop in, I hop in the car and he goes, have you ever done any door to door sales? I told him about the fundraising stuff. He said, we're going to get you rocking. Don't worry about this. And it was a strictly commissioned job. No salary. He's like in sales. We don't pay a salary. You are 100% performance driven, and that's how you're gonna make the most money that you possibly can, which he's he was so right about. And now we have salespeople actually in our company that are commission-based. So I I pull up with this Dodge Stealth with Elan was his name, and there's this truck on the road, and it's got a hose out with a spray gun, like a pressure washing gun, and another guy that's rolling the hose up, and he's spraying black stuff on a driveway. And that's sealer, asphalt sealer. And he says, this is what we're going to be selling door-to-door is asphalt seal coating services. We're going to repair cracks. We're going to seal coat the, the driveway. And then we're going to put a ribbon up at the end of the driveway to barricade it for 24 hours. And the clients get to go back on it. And the purpose of doing that is to protect people's pavement assets, to allow it to last longer, keep it safe, and also looking really, really great. nice black mat finished driveway is like, you know, it's like a a fresh slate. And so it brings out the colors and the property and everything. And I'm like, I think I could sell this. And so Elan walks up to the very, the neighbor with me and he knocks on the door and he says, take five steps back away from the door. Make sure you have your solicitation permit around your neck and fully apparent. Well, let me tell you, the guy came outside and I was just like, we have a truck right next door. We're doing Bill's driveway. We'll save you a Sunday. We'll fix all the cracks on your driveway for you. We're going to put down a commercial grade seal coat on the drive. We'll be out of your hair in about 25 minutes. That's as long as it will take to do the job. It'll be $250. And the guy said, okay, do it. And I was like, I just got my very first $250 driveway seal coating sale. And I make 20% commission on it. That's 50 bucks. I just made 50 bucks in like three minutes. Crazy. Maybe I could, maybe I could sell like 20 of these a day yeah. and maybe, maybe, maybe that would work really well. So I learned the art of sales and being able to solve people's problems and deliver the value that was needed for them to feel as though I was the right fit, right? I was the right fit to give them what they needed.
0: And, how and you, Sorry, yeah. I, I do want to keep going because I, I know yeah. you have way more of your story, but I do want to kind of like reconcile almost, you know, the person who as a kid was born bullied, as you said, pretty badly to the person who could sh- just walk up to a complete stranger, knock on their door and just in three minutes close a sale. Like how yeah. how, did, how, did, how did that happen for you? How did you still, I mean, a lot of people when they go through a traumatic experience, especially early on in their childhood, it's hard for them to recover from something like that. So how did you, what do you think it was about you that or your circumstances that allowed you to be able to get through that?
1: I learned how to. I learned how to um, take the emotional footprint and put a suit of armor on. I learned how to really emotionally block out the noise, nice. and and learning how to block out the noise was one of the most important things in my development, and still today is. I connect with circles of people that help me be awesome. I connect with people who at the end of the day are looking in the mirror and saying I gave it my real best shot today. And tomorrow I'm looking to be 1% better. Back then when I was younger, I felt like there was something wrong with me. Like, and, and I, it's because I was connected to the noise. Mm. Whereas there was everything great about me. I was a young boy that was developing and maybe my mother might've dressed me funny. And that might've been something that other kids got together about and because they were dressed cool by maybe more hip parents, then, you know, that, that was, that was, you know, I felt like there was something wrong. And then for doctors to say, you know, your son should be on Ritalin. Well, there's something else wrong with me. And so I think, I think, you know, my mother, my mother's a very spiritual person and very, very loving. And Mm -hmm. so she, I think she helped me to connect to, the, the higher powers and the love that I needed to be able to be connected to. So I felt like there was nothing wrong with me. And so that's, you know, that was how, when I worked with Samer, as the autistic child in moving into a classroom filled with, with people that had, um, different, um, privileges from, a from a, from a mental capacity perspective, um, and that was interesting how I said that, but. It's, it's, you know, Samer Sammer was normal. Cause I'm, I, you know, to him, he was normal and I felt like he was normal and other children felt he was normal and he was normal. It was just programmed differently. Right. And for that, there was no need for anybody to criticize or make fun of him. Um, we're programmed differently and that's okay to be programmed differently, but he taught a lesson to me that changed my life forever. Right. Um, and so, That's kind of the shift happened when I when I figured out how to stay connected into things and kind of block out the noise and armor myself uh, from from the toxicity out there. No different than I do with the media and politics and movies that are not the right kind of movies. I tap a frequency that's very, very different in my life. From that kind of transition from when I was a young guy to learning that I can actually choose what it is that I want my day every single day. And that's a choice.
0: That's, and that's amazing. And like, you know, you kind of look back and you're like, wow, I had to go through X, Y, Z. And, and I'm always a big believer that we have, we are on the path that we we're meant to be on. We have to be, and we, and the more that we can learn from it and take from it, the better that we are because of it. And you, very early on, like, you know, from this, from say six ish, when you were kind of like fully first exposed to that kind of, you know, bullying nature and how terrible some kids can be, really, to almost like 17, being having to be independent, go out on your own. That's kind of only in the space of a decade that you had to really quickly learn how to do this stuff and, and kind of be like, how I can't even wrap my head around, you know, this having to grow up almost that quickly. Um, Now, was that just, you know, for you, was that necessity or was that like just something that your mother taught you or was that just wired into you? What do you what do you think that was about?
1: I I think that I think that it was like the the reason why I grew up very quickly. I mean, and at 19, I had, you know, like back to the story, I I had my first son at 19 years old. Wow. And okay. so I have a t- I have a 22 year old, I'm 42 and he's 22 yeah. and, and, um, an incredible human. And so, so yeah, I mean, it was, it was, I knew cause my, my father went through a bank, a bankruptcy and my stepfather was in business with my father, even after my parents were divorced. So, wow. so they ended up in a business together. The business failed my stepfather didn't go bankrupt. My father did file for bankruptcy and I saw them go through a lot of financial pain. And, and then it basically became almost like the financial pain that they went through was just like a bully to me as well. Mm. The wit, my perspective of it, I was never going to file for bankruptcy. I was never going to financially struggle because I chose that I wouldn't. Right. Like I, I'm a huge believer in choice and time and the decisions that we make aren't always right. But the decisions that I make today are gearing me up for when I'm in heaven or wherever I end up being in another dimension. And I see the best version of myself like that. When I see the best version of myself, like Angel Judd, I want to be as close as I possibly can to being that person every single day, physically, mentally, emotionally and I want a lot of people to be there in that time where i see that best version of myself i want them to be like he was incredible that's legacy and so i i see things that are threatening as bullies yeah and 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 i i disconnect immediately I don't sit and talk about taxes and things going on in the political environment. I don't talk about COVID. I don't talk about, I'm like completely disconnected from all of that stuff because I don't have the, I choose not to spend the time, invest the time. That's not an investment. I choose to invest the time into my purpose, which is helping people. It's the reason why I'm on your show, because if we can touch people, we can touch people. It's the same reason why I'm sitting here at the hotel that I bought, literally a year ago. I'm sitting in our office overlooking the Caribbean Sea. I can turn the computer around afterwards and show you where what we actually have changed. But my hotel is full of people. Yay. And it's, it's not full of people who've booked on Airbnb or VRBO. They are people who are on the mission to change the world. I bought the hotel so that I can connect with people who are going to have huge footprints in their own in their own areas. I've got a TikTok influencer here right now, Adam Chapman, and he's on TikTok, he's TikTok, he's got hundreds of millions of views and he's down here for the last 3 weeks. He only came down for 4 days. He had booked for 4 days, but he's here for 3 weeks and wants to move here now because he gets the purpose which is to change the world. And to change the world because straight up we all have to do this now. The world's in a very delicate place. Society is. It's a scary place right now in 2022 and unfortunately our phones have created what it is that is destroying it yeah. and it's no, it's no longer humans that are doing it; its artificial intelligence and smart learning and our phones right now are feeding us exactly what it is that we put into it, but always with a slightly negative spin and darkness, go through your video feed on Facebook. Go through your Instagram feed and look at the stuff that the system's trying to get us to to activate. It's it's a wild world, so we're going to change that. And we're doing we're going to be doing big retreats down here, and we're going to be doing like these retreats are going to be with very large influencers with huge impact. And wow. so as, asphalt's asphalt's like a a little byproduct. Uh, but the eight figure eight figure business is 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 cool because it provides me with a great financial lifestyle. and we get to travel and do things that we want. and we're in the middle of starting an airline down here and like doing a bunch of stuff. But the reality of it is it came from the time that I spent with Samuel sadi a twelve year old boy that needed to feel very special, and he did, and he learned. And everybody else said that he couldn't. Yeah. And I think that we I think we can change the world.
0: Wow! Amazing! Wow! Okay, I, I feel like I took us on a bit of a detour, but I'm glad that I did because um, everything that you said there was just oh wow! It just you know, and I'm not surprised that you are actually living out your purpose and your mission because I can just already feel how deeply you not only believe in it, but you are it, uh, which is amazing. So I do want to, I, I like because I, I, I'm mindful of your time and, and everyone else's time. Um, so I do want to kind of take us back to you starting your business um and was was your first business Asphalt kingdom was that what you started or was there something else in
1: no no No, so I I was I, I was selling door to door yeah and and I was selling the asphalt maintenance services and then I ended up building a team of salespeople within like four weeks. We ended up, I, I ended up bringing some of my friends on and I was making override and, you know, we were growing. Uh, and I was, I was uh, driving around in a Z 28 Camaro with the, with my sales guys. And it was, it was so wild to be able to, to have a bigger footprint because we were more guys that were, there. Yeah, yeah. And it came to a point, it came to a point, I think that um, we're having an instability in our connection. Uh, Can you uh, hear me okay?
0: Yes.
1: You're fine. Yeah. Cool. So it came to a point where I sat down with the owners of the company um, two months after I started and I wanted them to bring me on as a partner. I said, I want to come on as a one third partner. And they're like, you're crazy. You're, you're, nine, you're a 19 year old guy that's been with our company for this long. And I'm like, I, I feel like I can build the hell out of your company. I think I'm showing that I'm, they're like, you've only been with us for such a short period of time. And uh, they said, no. And I gave them my formal resignation and right there in the office. And I walked out and I started my own asphalt maintenance company called Imperial asphalt maintenance that I grew in a five-year period. And we had 62 employees. We had, C thirty dump trucks, flatbeds, and grew the hell out of Imperial Asphalt Bean and sold the company to our biggest competitor. And my father was doing some offshore banking down in Anguilla, which is a cool little Caribbean island that's fifteen miles long by two miles wide. And and uh, sold my company and moved to the Caribbean. And I've been here for the last twenty one years. When I first arrived to the Caribbean, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know. I had some money, I had a few million bucks in my pocket at a young age, young ripe age, of twenty twenty-two. Um and I I really didn't know what I was gonna do. And so I was like a professional beach bum sounds really fun for a little while. Um and I learned how to kite surf, kite boarding, surfing, and really just started to enjoy the water sports and like tattooed with the ocean all over and <laughs> and and, and uh, fell in love with fell in love with paradise. Like true, true paradise. When you think of paradise, like, well, when I think of paradise, I think coconut trees and fresh coconut water and a perfectly white sandy beach with like Kool-Aid like water. That's what I, and warm every day and sunshine filled with vitamin D that's just feeding your soul full moons and stargazing and just being a little island in the middle of the ocean with the freshest air that you could ever find on planet Earth. Um next closest spot would be like east where the wind's coming from is the Cape Verde Islands, like literally the desert, you know, Africa and it comes right off, right off Africa, all the way over here. It's the cleanest air ever. And that was that was where where I was like, I gotta start something and make some real money again, right? I have to make some real money and so i started asphaltkingdom.com which is a website that was strictly informational and it was about how you maintain driveways how to seal coat driveways how to do crack repair and it was just strictly info and i started banging out this website and listening to like lose yourself from Eminem. you got one one shot one opportunity don't let it go and i just it was like on repeat and it was just just pumping and <clears throat> I was taking this course called site build it that teaches you how to build, manage and market your own online business. Well, building my own website was not something I was very um, used to. I didn't understand any HTML, no coding. I was like completely like I had an AOL email address that I struggled with, you know? Um, And and so I pounded away at the keyboard and I pounded pages of content and it was all info, all info based, all informational no selling, no e-commerce. And then people started coming to the website and they started asking where they could find the equipment or, Hey, do you know, can you coach me on how to start, start my own business? Um, and it started to, the snowball started to take shape where I found drop shippers and I found, I found manufacturers that were excited to have sales that wouldn't have been there otherwise. And I was able to get a, price and a wholesale price and sell it at a retail and make you know 30 40 percent margin and average sales were like fourteen hundred dollars average sales and started making five six seven eight nine ten fifty sales a day and 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 then started adding adding team members our customer service team our sales team our cro team conversion rate optimization teams and then i Appointed a CEO and a CFO and a CO and a CMO. And you know, you <laughs> started started to grow the hell out of the business. And I started the most, the most important part of me scaling from a couple million bucks to the $20 million range. The most important thing was for me to remember what I'm really, really good at. Like remember what I'm really, really, really good at and hire incredible people that are really, really good at filling in my weaknesses. Mm -hmm. And when I figured out how to bring people into the company and actually do things better than I could do it, then I was able to say, I can actually step back a little bit and go back to my purpose, which is to help as many people as I possibly can. So we do weekly webinars We've got our YouTube channel that's pumping or social media is pumping. But um, if you go to YouTube and you look at Asphalt Kingdom and you go through the playlists and stuff there, you'll see that there's some pretty cool videos of like me doing a driveway in seven minutes. And that video, I'll tell you a story that came out of that video. I was at the National Pavement Expo in Nashville, Tennessee, and I was at one of the booths and a lot of people know me from YouTube. Just from watching the videos and starting businesses. So I'm at a booth and this lady and this man walk around the corner. They go, Are you Mr. Judd? And I'm like, Yeah, Mr. Judd. And they're like, Oh, Mr. from Tennessee. Mr. Judd, can I, can we talk with you? And I said, Of course you can talk with me. Tell me what's up. Well, he says, Mr. Judd, you changed our lives forever. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, How? And they're like, Well, Mr. Judd, we were, we were teachers. And back in 2008, you know, we all went through quite a bit, you know, the recession and we got a big old house and we couldn't afford the mortgage and we were losing, where bills were stacking up on our table. We just didn't even know what to do. People were knocking on our door asking for us to pay our bills and the bank, our credit card was overdrawn with cash withdrawals and we were just in a real bad place and our, our teaching salaries weren't going to be able to pay for us. We'd lose our house kids, our children. We're, we're not going to be able to get a reasonable education. She was really digging in. and I'm just tearing up, right? Like as this is going on, she goes, we watched that one video, Mr. Judd, that seven minute, you did the driveway in seven minutes for $250. That one, that one video changed our life forever because my husband put our last dollars into buying one of those drum sprayers to spray the sealer on the driveway. And he ended up going out on the weekends to do the work and he started making more on one weekend than we did with our salaries in one month and they are now the biggest asphalt maintenance company in their state and they've scaled and grown they have like 40 employees and their lives are changed forever and that's the seven minute video so on our youtube channel there's some cool videos you'll see that we're very different in the way that we operate but yeah that's i mean We could probably talk for days and days and days about this stuff, but like I, I I hope that your audience and the people listening to this make the decision to move one step forward in the direction that you actually dream of, because dreams that you really, really dream that you want, that you really, really want, they're so attainable. You can you can achieve them one hundred percent but it takes your, your commitment, your dedication, your discipline, being pigheaded and really going after it relentlessly. And then praising yourself at the end of every day when you're brushing your teeth in the mirror, look in the mirror and be proud of yourself. And if you're not, you have some progress and improvement to make the next day. But you gotta feel that, you gotta feel it, you gotta want it so bad, right? Like you don't just dream. Yeah, I mean, dream, dream, but if you really want it, Go and get it because I'm sitting here right now experiencing a life that I, I, I dreamt of, and I'm going to live this for the rest of my life. And my children, I have a four-year-old, a seven-year-old and a 22-year-old, and they're, they're excited about life. They're happy. They get to do the things that I maybe wasn't able to do when I was younger. And I can share that with them. And I think the message that we just need, we, we need to be patient with each other. We need to love each other more. You know, we need to share as much as we possibly can. And if you do that, your business will be successful. You'll personally be successful and you'll touch a lot of people, you know?
0: Wow. Yeah. Wow, I, I seriously, Judd, could talk to you all day <laughs> because you just the way that you talk about your mission and your purpose is just oh wow! It does it does you know for anyone and there are a lot of heart-centered entrepreneurs um, who do listen to this and I think that that will resonate so so much with them. Um, so I know that we are running short of time, so let's uh, talk really quickly um, if you wouldn't mind about what it is. I mean, I know you touched on it, but what it is that you're doing now. Um, you know, how you got there and please, like, if people want to be involved in some way or, you know, are interested in seeing what you have to offer, like, yeah, where is the best place for them to go find out more?
1: Yeah. So right now um, we have, we bought a hotel, Arawak Beach Club, Arawak, like Arawak Indians. And we bought literally a 540 feet of waterfront and we've got nine beautiful rooms um, very boutique-ish very private and very very you can check it out online it's pretty fun Um, and we converted the we have the only wood house wood structure on the coast of all of Anguilla so we're the only freestanding wood home on on the water and it used to be the restaurant for the for the hotel that we converted the restaurant into our villa and it's it's really kind of fun and cool um we bought it a year ago it's completely sold out till april um we are we're jammed up and when i say sold out sold out with people inside that we're changing the world with. Um, and so that's a lot of that, you know, that's a fun, fun project. My wife said she was a little bored of of, you know, beaching and and that kind of stuff. So she said she asked if she could buy a hotel and renovate it. And I said, yeah, let's do it. So Arawak Beach clubs, a lot of fun. And then we have um we have a kite boarding school, Anguilla Water Sports down here as well. So we do big stand-up paddle board and kayak. Guided tours, we do big hiking expeditions on offline islands that are uninhabited, that have like old crashed airplanes from back in the Pablo Escobar days. And, um, and we, uh, we have the number one kite boarding academy, rated number one in the Caribbean. So we have a full school down here where we teach people how to kite surf, kite board. And then we have a car rental company here. So we have a bunch of car rentals that are down here as well, as well as a dealership, one of the only dealerships down here. And, um, there's quite a few other things like we, we launched an ICO, we, there's a bunch of different things going on, but basically, basically just it's, it's interesting because once you, once you discover your purpose, once you actually discover it, I'm not talking about going to a job like, Mm. and just making money to pay bills. That's not a purpose, in my opinion, that's just kind of surviving. Um, when you find your purpose, what happens is a lot of really interesting people come out of the woodwork and they want to be around you and they, and there are a lot of successful people that, and when I say successful, I'm not just speaking about financially. I'm talking about, you know, I'm talking about mind and physical and spirit soul. And, um, yeah, they'll come and connect with you. And so when you live a life of, of greatness and purpose, that's when you will start to find that there's partners that come up to you and you become a serial entrepreneur, not because you necessarily had the plan, but because there's so many opportunities for you to either commit to or not. And a lot, and a lot of the time when you're in this position, you don't necessarily need to be that involved you just need to be there to speak with and to hop on zoom with and or physically meet in person and so now moving into this next stage of our 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 growth is in order to impact at a higher level we need an airplane and an airplane is is needed but there's not just an airplane we need a we need a an airline we need multiple aircraft to be able to i won't talk about the the full thing we can do a 2.0 interview in a year from now (laughs) but but we need we need to be able to move around more quickly because if we're doing big um retreats and you know big conferences and that kind of stuff then at that point yeah we're gonna we're gonna need to move quickly the service-based business like service-based businesses i'm talking about gutter cleaning i'm talking about Christmas lights, I'm talking about um, pressure washing, lawn care, asphalt, service-based businesses will be so sexy, so much more sexy in the next year. Oh. And, that it, and, and the pendulum is swinging so fast right now, we can't keep up with the number of leads of people that are actually coming in as MQLs, marketing qualified leads that are pouring in. And the reason why is, People are tired of seeing the fluorescent green Lamborghinis and chicks laying on the hood with stilettos on presenting a life of phoniness because they're getting sponsored by billion dollar, hundred million dollar companies that are trying to get people to bite on the stuff. The younger generation's mindset's completely changing. And so we have 18 year olds, 19 year olds, 20 year olds that are coming in now saying, We are, we are totally cool leaving our house clean and coming home dirty.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you were the embodiment of it, right? You were doing it (laughs) yourself at 18, 19 too. So I love that. Wow. Gosh. I, as I said, I could have spoken to you poorly for like the next week, but we are out of time. Thank you so much, Judd, for joining us on this podcast for everyone else listening. I mean, I don't know if anyone else's mind was blown. Mine definitely was. Um, so if it was in a good way, of course, please leave us a great review, a rating, share this episode with all of your friends, subscribe to this podcast. Oh gosh. What else can, and Judd, please, where can they best find you?
1: <laughs> you can find me. So Jud Jud Burton, J-U-D-D-B-U-R-D-O-N uh, is my handle for Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. Um, and yeah, if you, if, if, if anybody's interested in like starting their own asphalt maintenance company and turning it rapidly into a high six-figure business, usually within two to three years, you can do it. Um, And, you know, make a great living and live a life filled with freedom. If you want to do that, visit us at Asphalt Kingdom. We're here for you. And we're not just here to sell equipment and supplies, but we're here to to be your unofficial financial partner. (laughs) You know, and, and when we say unofficial financial partner, we will help you grow like crazy just by being a customer of ours.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Well, there you go, you guys. Uh, what a great, great, um, gosh, mission or, or to, to get into, really. Um, so thank you so much, Judd, once again. Uh, everyone else, thank you for your time, and we'll see you on the next one. Bye. <gasps> Deidre Shen here. Thank you so much for listening to the Remarkable Entrepreneur Podcast. Now, if you are a successful online entrepreneur who would like to be on this program, then please visit go.theremarkableentrepreneurpodcast.com slash podcast guest. If you got something out of this interview, would you please share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials and tag me. I'm at Deidre Shen. And if you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media as well and let them know about the show. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. Now, we are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure that you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings, reviews go a long, long way to help promote the show. And it means a lot to me and my team. And if you want to know more, go to our website, Deidre Follow me on LinkedIn, on Facebook. My Facebook group is actually called The Remarkable Entrepreneur. Uh, Follow me on Instagram at Deidre Shen. Thanks so much for listening and we will see you next time.